Real quick, let me just start off by saying this is Peter Rosenberg, your forever 24-7 champion, host of the Cheap Heat Podcast. And I want to shout out the Will Wonder Podcast. You know what I wonder? What amazing takes will be given today on this show? Will I ever get the nod, the invite to be a guest on this show? Will I ever feel like coming on the show if I get that invite? We don't know. But you're checking out the Will Wonder Podcast. What is up, everybody? Episode 72 of the Will Wonder Pod. Hope everyone has been well since we last spoke. Uh, Let's see, what has happened? NFL draft, as usual, some great picks, some reaches, some awful picks. I don't know what the hell my Washington commanders were doing. Um, But I'm going to save all that for the NFL preview episode a little bit later in the year. Let's just say I was not happy with their execution of the NFL draft. What else? Uh, Oh, WNBA season starts this Friday, May 13th, and Brittany Griner is still being held in Russia for essentially having some weed pens in her luggage. Uh, The U.S. Department, U.S. State Department, rather, is now classifying her as being wrongfully detained, which, uh, yeah, Uh, we all know what's been going on in Russia. It's scary. And the U.S. probably should have hopped on this much, much earlier. She's been detained since February over some weed pens. So we'll see what happens if they can get her out. Uh, from what I understand, the all the WNBA teams will have her number on their court as they play. Uh, hopefully she gets back home safe. We're going to have a rather short intro today. What I wanted to do is, once again, as I did last week, remind you all, Mother's Day is this Sunday, May 8th. I gave you a week and a half warning last week, and now we're here. So with that said, I thought I'd throw out some Mother's Day gift ideas for those who may not have the cash for uh, something elaborate, jewelry, or you know, going out to an expensive dinner, whatever the case may be. So Here's some Mother's Day gift ideas that, you know, would probably run you run you under $30 at most. So here's some for your actual mother, right? We're going to get into your wife, your baby mama <laughs> uh, afterwards. But for your mother, um, now f- follow me on these. Some of these may sound corny, but I believe that your mother will, will appreciate them. Picture collage. For your mom. Yes, pictures. If your mother is older than, I don't know, 38 years old, there's probably some nostalgia around printed pictures. So printing pictures is very cheap. You could print 20 to 30 pictures at Walgreens or CVS. That's all going to cost you under 10 bucks. Get yourself a small little poster board, a glue stick. You got to have some scissors at home anyways. Uh, Yes, I did say a glue stick. I didn't mean to pass that up so quickly. Glue stick like you're in third grade. Cut those pictures and make a collage for your mom. Old pictures, new pictures. You got all those pictures in your phone. You can do it. I believe in you. Uh, You could also make your mother lunch or dinner. Make sure you clean up after too. Don't be that person who cleans and leaves a goddamn mess because moms don't like messes. You can make a decent meal for two for under 25 bucks. You know, get some chicken, marinate some chicken, grill it, have a nice little side that she likes, maybe a little dessert as well. 
handwritten note just saying how much you appreciate her. Handwritten notes go a long way. If you remember when you were little, your grandma would send you a, a, a card with handwriting in it. How special did that make you feel? Hopefully it made you feel special. If not, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, you could clean your mom's house. Your mom already has the supplies, more than likely. Go over there, clean up, spend you know an hour or two putting in work, some elbow grease. She cleaned your shitty underwear for years. You can go back there and just clean for one day. You know, if your mom's out of town, uh, a call has to be number one. Maybe you start out early in the morning, get that text ready to send off the night before, saying how much you appreciate her, how much you love her, thank you. Send it when you first wake up. Um, you know, you could send a card in the mail, which is relatively cheap, but depending on how far she lives, you may be a little bit late, so you're going to have to pony up some more cash to get the card there in time. You can get flowers. doesn't have to be roses. You can get some beautiful flowers for under $25. Any of the flower shops that you have in your town, even some of the grocery stores, you can put together something nice. Uh, I mean, lastly, just spending time with your mom. You know, as we get older, we get busier and we probably don't see our, our mothers as much. Um, so just spending time with her would probably make her day anyways. You should probably spend time with your mom when you can, though. Uh, okay. What about your wife, the mother of your children? Maybe not your wife, maybe your girlfriend, maybe your baby mama, and you guys have a great relationship. Either way, a lot of those prior things that I brought up for your mother can probably apply here as well. But maybe, wife, girlfriend, give her a massage. After the kids go down, kid goes down, give her a nice massage. Nice little stress reliever. That can go a long way. You know what you could do? You could go to the store and get a bath bomb. Yep, a bath bomb. If your wife likes taking baths, mine doesn't. It's neither here nor there. But a lot of people like taking baths. Bath bomb, six to eight dollars. Take your kids or kid out. Give your wife some relaxation time. Get a bath bomb, maybe uh, uh, some nice lotion, you know. I don't know where I'm going here. Um, just ideas off the top of the head. This is all stuff you should probably be doing anyways. Again, you know, taking the kids, giving your wife time to decompress, girlfriend time to decompress, whoever it may be, your mother of your children. Uh, but if you don't do that, Mother's Day is a good as day of any to do that. Last idea, make dinner for the family. Again, clean up after. Again, you should already be doing this shit. But if you don't, Mother's Day is a great day to start. Make whatever her favorite meal is, right? Um, now, obviously, that could get a little more expensive depending on the the taste that your uh, the mother of your children have. But just try to make this day as special as possible, as stress less stressless, as less stressful as possible. I'm not editing that either. I have no time to edit today. Um, but just show love, show the love that they deserve for either one with your mother, raising you, taking care of you, sacrificing all the shit they did for you, your, your baby mother, wife, girlfriend, whatever, um, you need to show them love as well. They're responsible <laughs> for the kids you have. Yes, you were there, but you were such a minute 
uh, part of the process, <laughs> right? I'm not downplaying what dads do, uh, but the the connection between a, a mother and her kids is crazy. It's beautiful. So make sure you celebrate that. Celebrate her again, May 8th. You don't have that much time. Okay, we're going to wrap up. I brought Kurt on to talk uh, NBA playoffs round two. We're also going to discuss some, at the very tail end, some movies that we're excited for that are coming out here in the coming months. Uh, And then we're going to circle back around for some roses. Yep, it's been a while since we've done roses, but I figure now is as good a time as any. But first, a word from my brother, Dre Rocca. Will Wonder Podcast listeners, Dre Rocket here. Not to talk about myself this time, I'm really here to tell you about The Road Home, which is a great foundation here in Salt Lake City that helps people find shelter. You know, uh, homelessness doesn't have a race, it doesn't have a shape, it doesn't have anything except circumstances that we all can fall uh, short on, right? Um, I wanted to tell you to visit theroadhome.org if you want to uh, volunteer maybe you want to get involved in the community or even if you want to donate make sure you visit theroadhome.org and uh, get more information about this incredible foundation and let's jump back into the show all right we have already started round two of the nba playoffs uh so i brought kurt back what we're gonna do is kind of go over round one quickly uh, jump into some round two predictions, and then we gotta we gotta touch on some breaking news that came out yesterday as we record this about Kurt's uh, forever center all star <laughs> DPO century Rudy Gobert, uh, and then we're gonna end it with some fun movie stuff because as we all know, Kurt's a movie buff, and who doesn't like movies? Summer's coming up. Let's let's see what we got going. First off, Kurt, how are you? Are have you healed from the Jazz loss? I think honestly, I'm happier that they're out. As funny as that sounds, it's kind of just like a there's there's just so much going on, mm-hmm. and like you know, it's turning into a civil war between fans of who we think we should keep between our two stars, and you know, one game one would get ammunition about who played bad and who played good, and vice versa the next game, and um, it was just like we knew. I feel like we knew obviously this team wasn't going to win a championship. And I'm kind of just happy that it's over. We didn't have yeah. to like drag this. Out. It's kind of like a like it's it's putting your dog down when it needs to go down. You know what Oof. I mean? It's like, yeah, it, it's time. <laughs> Oof, that's tough. <laughs> um, it's the humane right. thing to do. Just put us out of our misery. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. And now, now there's just trade mach- the trade mach- machine usage on ESPN. Oh, gone through I'm, the I'm roof. I'm texting you all the time, Doug. Do the one with this team. Do one with yeah. that team because I know you get in there. You like to tinker around a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> How do we get so and so? Well, we're gonna have to bring a third team in, but I think we can make it happen. <laughs> Uh, so Danny Ainge, just give me a call. I'm, I'm ready whenever I need be. Anyways, let's, let's, uh, let's kind of summarize round one. We're going to go over the series. Um, if anything sticks out to you that you saw, you know, feel free to chime in, but I think the first series that I'm going to, I'm going to just kind of put a nice little bow on is the, the bucks beating the bulls. Obviously Levine was out that last game, but the, the bulls were just like a, a, I don't know how to how else to say this, but they were a bad good team, um, and and then you have Giannis on the other end, where you know Middleton went down, and there was a few people on Twitter saying, you know, this could this could really hurt the Bucks, but we all saw what happened. But anything in this series that stuck out to you? Just that Giannis is the best player in the world right now. Um, 
in my opinion. I just think, and I know this is going into the second round stuff, but like without Middleton, he's just made the quote unquote, you know, Celtics tough defense look like it wasn't that tough. So I just, I don't know. I, I don't yeah. know. Let's, we'll talk about that in the second round. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I do. I do like the Bulls core still though. I do like, I don't know if Lonzo and Levine changed the series that much, but I do think they have three players in place. That's going to help them still be good next year. It sucks that those three, like their core kind of fell apart. Yeah. I mean, the big question for them is what do they do with Levine? Because he's, his contracts up, he's an unrestricted free agent. Obviously yeah. they want to bring him back in, but um, I don't know. It's going to be, be a lot of money. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see uh, what happens there. Um, you would touch on the Celtics briefly, but man, they sweep the, <laughs> the nets. Uh, I don't think anyone saw that coming. I think, you know, saying the Celtics would win wouldn't be a, a far stretch at the beginning of the series, but man, a sweep Brooklyn has some real decisions to make coming up. Mm-hmm. Got Kyrie. They got to figure out what they're doing there. And I mean, they're, they just have a lot of money, uh, <laughs> just kind of sitting there, you know, and it got Ben Simmons over there just hanging out. We'll see what happens with him, but anything on this series that stuck out to you? Two things. One, I think it solidifies that Udoka or how do you say that? Celtics coaches? Is it Udoka? Yeah. Is that how you, yep. you pronounce his name? Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be here and just like pronouncing it wrong. Um, I think it solidifies him as a good coach and he understood what needed to be attacked and how to, um, you know, stop Kevin Durant, which is an, an easy thing to do. And I think it also just shows that like, Brooklyn, for us, two years to go to say, all right, you know, league's over for however long to where we're at now. Yeah. It's just, it's funny to see looking back in hindsight, like overreactions on things like that. Cause I think everyone thought that when you have Kyrie, Harden, and Durant on the same team, you're thinking, like, okay, this, this is going to be the best offensive team we've probably ever seen in the league. Oh, and for it sure. just completely falls apart because a lot of it does come down to just like the type of people they are. I mean, Harden. <laughs> Harden's Harden. We don't need to get into that. Um, <laughs> Kyrie decides like, all right, I'm going to be uh, for better or for worse. He's going to be a um, martyr on, mm. you know, what he says, not anti-vax, but more, you know, pro-freedom or whatever, however he says that. Um, and then Durant just can't, I guess it all fell on his shoulders and that's, you know, a lot to do. And we should have known like, it's not like they were a top seed, you know, right. they got into the playoffs, they squeaked in and then, you know, Kyrie's not used to playing every other game or every other night. And it just, it was interesting to see. And then the whole Simmons thing is just a fiasco, just absolutely oh, crazy fiasco. And if it really is his mental health, you know, I don't want to sit here and like talk down to anybody that's going through anything, but you know, if it comes down to that, dude, maybe if you're that stressed, it's like destroying your back at, 20 something years old. Crazy. Maybe, bas- yeah. maybe basketball is not meant for you and that's okay. Like yeah. that's okay if it's not, but just don't like, I don't know. Don't yeah. lead people down a, a path to pay you hundreds of millions of dollars to just sit there. Yeah. I wish I could do that. <laughs> I'd, oh, I'd take man. a cool 110 K a year yeah. just to just kind of chill. <laughs> he's fleecing. He's definitely yeah. fleecing everybody right now. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so the Celtics get the sweep there. Next series, uh, we're going to go through the East first. So heat over Hawks, you know, the thing to me, both of these teams are are very deep. Hawks are talented, but they just couldn't seem yeah. to figure it out. <clears throat> the Heat, I mean, we'll we'll talk about them a little bit more when we when we go through the second round. But man, they're they're a they just have so many players. <laughs> yeah, a lot and, of 
yeah, a lot of really really. good, not, not like, not like a top five player anywhere, but a lot of really good players. Yeah. Yeah. Like they might have like four to five of like the top 50 players in the league. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe even top 40 and uh, multiple guys that can drop 20 points on you a night. Exactly. Which is hard to stop. Like where the hell did Gabe Vincent come from? I don't know. <laughs> but he's, he's doing well in place of, of uh, Lowry. But um, mm-hmm. here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. Okay. So we had this is a perfect example of how important coaching is because you have Spolstra on one side that understands how his team gels, what lineups need to be out there to have these guys succeed. And on the other end, the Hawks just couldn't figure it out. I feel like they have a lot of guys that can drop 20 points on you a night, too, but they never figured out how right. lineups worked, you know, how it happened. And then Trey had just a complete disaster um, follow-up series to his Eastern Conference finals run last year, which is, yeah, I'm sure, disappointing to a lot of people. But, um, you know, it's what can you do for me now? And he just wasn't able to... I, and again, like, the Heat's defense is insane. So, yeah. Um, but they, they game-planned around him and definitely made him look not very good. Yeah, I agree. I think he'll figure it out. But, yeah, uh, yeah as a, a follow-up player, to last but, year, it's kind of like, Ew. yeah, yeah. Kind of scary. Uh, next one, Philly over Toronto. Um, my only note that I that I had written down here is Toronto is going to be really good for the next couple of years, uh, especially as like Scotty Barnes gets a little bit older and they they're able to gel even more. Siakam had a real resurgence um, for him. Who last year towards the end of the year, even the beginning of this year, you kind of thought, man, what's up with Pascal Siakam? Um, yeah, Philly, Philly wins. Uh, you got you know Embiid who breaks an orbital bone <laughs> in his uh, hand. And like the dude is just, just can't for his credit. He's a, he's a warrior out there. Don't get me wrong. He's out there and he plays physical, but man, poor guy. Yeah. So and now he has to rely on James Harden to get him to try and get him a win. Well, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And we'll, we'll cover that, but yeah. yeah, not, um, not looking good for Philly in the second round. Um, Next series, Suns over Pelicans. Pelicans put up a pretty good fight, and I I think this is another team similar to Toronto that are going to be pretty scary if, if you know when Zion comes back. And I think he's ready. I just don't think that they wanted to bring him back during the playoffs, regardless of what they say. Um, yeah. Or if they move him and get pieces for him, they're they're still going to be a good team. And you know the Suns are the Suns, right? Like they're incredible, yeah. <laughs> well well coached, deep. Everyone's good, even with Booker being hurt coming back like they're just a really good team what what stuck out to you here i think what stuck out to me was the pelicans performance um like you said they're a good team they've got length um from positions like two through four they're all kind of the same size really long can get in the passing lanes hard to guard too i mean brandon brandon ingram's shot is almost unblockable it kind of has that kd release it's like he releases the ball 12 feet in the air and there's no yeah what do you do (laughs) yeah what do you do um, and I just think they showed, and they were showing this at the end of the season, but they, you know, they showed that they wanted to play and they wanted to win, which is impressive. And, and they're, they're, uh, for all the pro playing, um, tournament people, you know, they're a prime example of why you do that because sure. um, they got in they, cause they weren't the eight seed going in. Right. Am I right on that? Oh, no. They they, yeah, no, they, they were, were, uh, 10. I think they were nine because 10 was nine? Spur, the uh, 10 was. Oh, the right. Right. Spurs. The Spurs. Yeah. And they were like 13 games under 500, but um, <laughs> the, Pel- the Pelicans look good, you know? And like you said, their main piece was missing. So to everyone saying like, yeah, well, the Suns didn't have Booker for a few games. Well, I mean, Zion never even suited up. So yeah. Um, 
I think they're definitely, they might be next year's Memphis that surprises a lot of people. Yeah, I agree. I agree with old Alvarado just sneaking up on everybody and just silent assassin, man. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about a dog. Uh, Let's move on to the Grizzlies and T Wolves. I mean, my, you know, uh, notes from here, Anthony Edwards is going to probably be a top 10 player in the next couple of years. I don't know what they do with D'Angelo Russell, who just kind of disappeared as he has been known to do in bigger situations. It may be time to move on from Carl Anthony Towns. Maybe not. I don't know. Um, But this has to be Edwards' team going forward. And as far as the Grizzlies go, just a tough, another deep, tough team. But what stuck out to you here? Um, Same things, exactly. I think it's crazy that, because remember, they were saying in Ant's class, like, you know, it wasn't a very deep, wasn't a very good um, draft class, whatever. And there's a very good chance he's going to be a top 10, even up to five player in the league. Because there hasn't been anyone that reminds me of how a young LeBron used to play, like just body type build Mm. athleticism. And he has that. He really does. Like his ability to just like be bigger and stronger and faster than everyone's really exciting. And if he can get a more consistent shot, he's going to be. I mean, he he has kind of the like wild card factor, just like his mentality. You don't know if he's going to be, you know, dishing a, a perfect pocket pass to a guy in the corner or throwing it into the fifth row right now because he's kind of a little loose cannon, but he has a lot of fun it factors that I think is going to make him a really good player. And they're another surprising team. I thought the Wolves would just roll over and die. It's the Timberwolves. You know what oh, I mean? Me too. Have they even like done anything for 20 years? Um, <laughs> And, uh, you know, that they have, you know, poor ownership. They've had a lot of rough go at it. But um, I would be excited. I'd be very optimistic if I, if I was a Wolves fan. I would move away from one of the two for D'Lo or... Uh, is, is D'Angelo a free agent this year? I don't think he is. Uh, I don't believe so. I think he's on the hook for a little bit longer. Uh, okay. I, can, I can get IT on that, but I don't think he's a... <laughs> <laughs> you got to move from one of the two of him and Cat. I think, now that Edwards um, is going to be his team going forward, so... Yeah, so he uh, next summer he would be a unrestricted free agent. <clears throat> so yeah, maybe you can trade him then, like expiring to someone and get some a few more pieces. Maybe get some picks. I don't know. Yeah, for sure. I, I think you have to because uh, on you know the guard side there shouldn't be anybody but Edwards who has the ball in his hands most times. Now you can probably have him still work with Cat, but we'll uh, we'll just have to see how they play that going forward. But. I mean, so many, this offseason in particular, so many interesting storylines, and we'll get to that, but uh, all of these teams can make minor moves and mm-hmm. could, could really set them up for some real long-term success. So I'm excited to see what happens. Um, next series, series Warriors over the Nuggets. I mean, nobody really thought the Nuggets had a chance. They're <clears throat> depleted, right? They didn't have their, yeah. their, their two, two of their top three guys the whole year. The the one thing on the Warriors side, man, Jordan Poole just emerges even more, further uh, giving case to me having him as my most improved player. <laughs> Not to knock on John Morant, but <laughs> goddamn, um, the Warriors are scary. Like they got five guys that, or uh, four guys that can just knock down a shot at any time, and um, I don't know how you defend that. I'm interested to see, yeah. you know, and more than likely the Western Conference Finals. Is, we'll we'll get on the pr- predictions here for round two in a minute. But uh, what what stuck out to you in this series? Well, what sticks out to me is Jordan Poole's on contract next year for three point nine million dollars, which is just unfair. 
um, for the league. Uh, it's just a piece that they're like, there's no way like for them, he's got to have the most like team friendly contract in the league right now. It's, it's oh, incredible. a thousand um, percent, <laughs> but, um, good for him. Um, I thought that I honestly thought the Nuggets would put up a little bit more of a fight. To be honest, um, they've been you know they're, they're they've been in the playoffs a few years in a row now. Um, yeah. But I, I what another takeaway is I think the Warriors have a different mentality that they haven't had in a really long time because they've seen success. They lost it due to a few injuries, and they seem to be really hungry. Um, so much that I've switched my Western conference pick to actually be the Warriors coming out of the West. I feel like they have something, they have something this year mental wise where it's kind of like, Hey, you know, we're still here and we miss this and we want it back type thing. So, um, I don't know. It'll be interesting. I think, I think we're headed for an interesting Western conference finals to say, Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, okay. Now let's just get this last one over with Mavs over the jazz four two. Um, my notes, and I think I told you this, and I, I know I told, said this on, uh, the jazz nation podcast, but we might, you know, at the end of the year, just be like, well, those were two bad teams playing bad. One made their shots and got some stops. And that's why they advanced, <laughs> uh, jazz. Like, I, I mean, we've belabored it on the jazz nation podcast, but like how I, I did not expect them to look that bad to shoot that poorly. Um, to not beat the Mavs, especially not having Luca the first two games, turning Jalen Brunson into a damn near all star. <laughs> um, and we'll get to some off season stuff here in a minute with the Jazz. But what's what um, stuck out to you that hasn't been just you know shot to death <laughs> about this series? Um, well, I'll just do this and I'll put myself on record saying this um in my opinion moving forward with donovan mitchell's the right the right move um and let me say this too it's not like i don't like rudy i don't think he brings value to the team um and people are gonna be like they're on and off numbers break it down blah 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 and everyone's saying this crazy this crazy thing saying that you know guards that score 24 to 26 points per game grow on trees which no they don't actually (laughs) especially at the Efficiency. I know Donovan had bad fourth quarters and not a great playoffs. The efficiency that he's been doing it on his career, no, they don't grow on trees. Okay. And plus, you're paying for points in this league. So his contract makes more sense. Here's why we need to trade Rudy Gobert. We're paying him $35 million to not be able to score two feet away from the basket on Luka Doncic. (laughs) That's what we're paying him for. You cannot have, I don't care if he's three time defensive player of the year. One of the honestly one of the best defenders probably to ever do it when he's going to retire. You cannot have him be paid $35 million to do that on one side of the floor and be an absolute liability on offense. I mean, mm-hmm. the 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 spacing goes away, right? We saw it in the small ball lineups. The, the lanes opened up for the guards. They were driving and kicking. We were doing everything that they were doing to us when he was off the floor. Or he and Whiteside, sorry, because Whiteside's essentially just the same player, just a crazy cheaper. version of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, and when it comes down to it, okay, you can get 80% of Rudy Gobert for 10% of the cost. Yep. Right? You can find somebody that does 80% of what Gobert offers for a fraction of how much we're paying him. And that money can go to somewhere else 
where we can get a per- per- perimeter defender, get another all-star level level um, player, and get a player that can actually put the ball in the basket. We saw what Jason Kidd said. He said, you know, their bigs aren't, we're not playing Whiteside and Gobert. Their bigs can actually put the ball in the basket. And I don't think he said that to take shots at our guys. He said it because it's the truth. Yeah. So that's what it comes down to. That's the takeaway for me. I think if I honestly were betting, well, now that Rudy, we're going to, I don't know if you want to get into this now about the whole thing that Rudy allegedly said. Or yeah, we, we might we might as well. Then we can get into the second okay. round okay. stuff. So okay, paint the picture. Yeah. So uh, Rudy Gobert, uh, as some some analysts call him, um, Kendrick Perkins, <laughs> um, essentially said it's from from reports per Sean O'Connell, who I didn't know who Sean O'Connell was, but he does um, some MMA stuff, and he's a local reporter yeah. here in in Salt Lake City. Um, he said that he has a, a source close to the situation that says that Rudy is essentially saying it's him or me speaking about, you know, you got to trade me or you got to trade Donovan saying that uh, Donovan's numbers aren't uh, improving and that Rudy is staying either consistent or improving in his numbers. And he doesn't think he's going to win a championship with Donovan Mitchell as his running mate. <clears throat> so now what happens from there? Who knows if it's true? Who knows if it's not true? Rudy came out and said, everyone has a rumor every day or some shit like that. Tony Jones uh, of The Athletic reported that Gobert and his agent are waiting on their annual kind of um, end of season exit interview with Utah Jazz management to see how two side, how the two sides proceed uh, this off season. So, I mean, now we can jump into it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Well, before Rudy said that, I would think actually the Jazz would again try to retool around him, and that's just because Rudy's going to be hard to move. And they pretty much have said like, you know, it's Don's team, and they have been saying that for the past four years. Um, the problem is that the Jazz, like as much as we want to blow up, you know, quote unquote, blow up the team, we don't have a ton of assets to do that, right? right. Like we don't have picks to also throw into these trades. Um, we don't have a lot. Um, to give up other than some old people with expiring contracts, which isn't going to get us a ton back. <laughs> we saw what we saw what the uh, Ingles trade did, you know, two players and got out of the tax, luxury tax. Um, but like who needs to go? I think it's evident that like Conley, Conley's time here is probably done. Um, yeah. You know, sucks. It sucks because he got hurt the first two time, first two actual playoff runs, and then when he's healthy, he just kind of fell off a cliff, which is unfortunate because I love Mike Conley. Um, Royce, it's time to move on from Royce. Um, paying him not great, not great team-friendly contract to just pass up shots and <laughs> just be a mental disaster out there. Yeah, um, kind of get cooked so, out there on defense. Yeah, which was, he was not playing that good. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, I feel like his, def- his defense has dropped a little, which is what got him the contract in the first place, that and to be able to hit a few open threes. Yeah. Um, in which, to the point, you know, his, his mental, I don't know what it is, but um, there, there must be a block or something there because he wasn't shooting. Um, it's been an issue all year. Um, so time to move for sure from those, from those two. Um, JC, I think you keep JC around. Um, oh, me too. Donovan around. Um, Boyan, I would keep Boyan personally. Um, his problem, <laughs> poor guy, dude. He looked absolutely lost out there with Rudy trying on those rotations. Uh, <laughs> But I think 
I think that goes away if we find a player that can, you know, if we do move from Rudy and fill it with somebody that has a different um, skill set that, you know, we're not rotating like that as much and we're just yeah. only rotating on picks and switching on everything that way. Um, so we'll see, but the dude scores, right? You can't, it's, you know, finding a six, eight guy that can shoot rebounds decently and mm-hmm. can, um, you know, spread the floor for your team and, and put up 20 points per game. Like as much as jazz fans probably will say they grow on trees, they don't grow on trees. So <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> I don't know. That's my opinion. My opinion is if you're retooling around one, choose Donovan. Uh, if you're retooling around both and you got to drop some old people and, uh, you know, really see a change. Yeah. It ain't happening. It's been five years of this. It's been f- literally five series in a row of us saying the same thing. Yeah. It's, so. it's like a <clears throat> awful rerun. It's um, Groundhog Day every playoffs. Yeah. I mean, if, if the reports are true, Rudy's saying it's me or him, then of, of course I think Rudy's gone. Um, I think you can get a decent return for Rudy. Now you're not going to get, I don't think you get an all-star, um, but you might get a couple of nice pieces, role players. I think like you said, the hardest contract, the hardest player uh, to move is going to be Conley just because of how poorly he performed in the playoffs and just kind of the year he had. Um, and I'm the same as you. I really like Mike Conley. I have his whole career, but he just may be getting to that point where he's a little bit older. I don't know. Uh, but yeah. definitely didn't didn't play like Mike Conley this year. To, no, that to, travel will haunt my dreams too. Sorry to cut you off, but that travel is gonna oh yeah, it's a tough, it's a tough one to swallow. But I yeah, think okay, so I, I think in all honesty, um, as much as jazz fans like him and I think he's a, a good player, Bogdanovich might be the guy to move as well. I, I don't know what yeah. you get for Conley. Um, so maybe even just keeping him around <laughs> may be better. Bogdanovich, you know, he's 30, he'll be 33, if I remember correctly. He'll be an unrestricted free agent um, 2023. So to me, you know, Danny Ainge comes in. He's going to have to retool the roster. Uh, I don't think you're expected to make the finals the next year after you you come in and kind of change things up. But two to three years, you should be looking for some success around him. And I think moving Bogdanovich for one, a couple of younger guys that can still score. I mean, maybe not to his level of 18 to 20 points a game, um, but are, are better on the perimeter defensively. I think he's the best outside of Rudy Gobert. I think Bogdanovich is probably the best trade asset um, that the jazz have in all honesty. Yeah. His contract goes up from, he's at 19.3 million next year. That's actually 2 million more than I thought it was. So, And, and then he's a free agent. You know, yeah. so who's to say he decides, oh, yeah, I'll stick here. And he's playing, still playing at a high level, but that's going to change soon. So I think if you're looking future, you're looking two to three year. I don't want to say a rebuild mode, but in a sense it is because you're, you're not necessarily tearing everything down because you're going to build yeah. around Donovan. But I think Bogdanovich, for better or worse, might be the guy to move because I don't know what you get in return for Conley. And it seems like Conley... Um is a good team guy, a good guy to have around. He's seen a lot. Whereas Bogdanovich, um, not to knock on him by any means, but his, the best experience he's had through the playoffs is probably in Utah. Yeah. So I think moving him would probably be the answer, obviously moving Rudy and seeing what you can get um, for everything. So 
<sighs> it's going to be a fun off season though. I tell you what, never yeah. run out of content <laughs> <laughs> for old jazz nation podcast. Um, um, all right, let's do that. Any, any more thoughts on that on Rigo bear or the jazz, uh, this off season? Uh, no, nah, I think, you know, we can save it. Like you said, we got a long time to talk about it. Okay. So. Let's, uh, let's go ahead and move on to the second round. Now, a couple of these games, uh, second round started on Sunday. We're recording this on a Tuesday. Um, so as it stands right now, there's a couple of games tonight, um, here in just a, a little bit, actually the Bucks take on the Celtics. Uh, that series right now is Milwaukee 1-0, and then the Warriors take on the Grizzlies. That is 1-0 Golden State. Um, I think the Celtics, you know, maybe and maybe not, may have been feeling themselves a little too much <laughs> after what they did to Brooklyn. And then yeah. they came across Giannis and the Bucks and Drew Holiday who without Middleton has really stepped up his play. I mean, he's always been a good player, but he's, he's, he's added some scoring. Um, but I'd love to get your thoughts or maybe some of your predictions uh, on this series. You think it's Bucks? Do you think it's Boston? How many games? Um, it didn't look good for Boston. I feel like there's a really big difference between having, you know, guards come at you where you're tall and can stop anyone anywhere on the floor at all times against the team he just played versus going against Giannis. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think they came in thinking like, oh, they don't have Middleton. Like, we're fine. Like, you know, their second best player is gone or third best player is gone. And Giannis is like, guys, I'm still here. I'm the best player in the world. Like, you got to stop me. Um, <laughs> I think this is going to be one of those series where we'll look back at Giannis's, um resume and be like, okay, yeah, he kind of carried the bucks through a playoff series with, you know, an injured squad to get to the Eastern conference finals. Um, I, th- I would say bucks in six at this point. Yeah. I'm kind of feeling the same way, honestly, like there is no way to stop Giannis when he wants to do what he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what a better way is, to phrase he didn't that. Even, yeah. He didn't score that well, but he had a triple double and like Tatum realized really early that, Giannis and Durant are two entirely different players, how they play the game. And like, he just, I can't imagine what it would feel like if your help defense, Giannis gets around this guy and you're going down to the paint to meet him at the rim. And you're like, okay, like what, what am I supposed to do right now? You know what I mean? Like this, this is what I have to do. Like, man, it's gotta be crazy. A seven foot, probably seven to one guy running, as fast as you can or faster and is going to jump 35 or 40 inches in the air and just destroy you. Oh yeah. It's just, I can't, I can't imagine it. And such a great defender. Like I know Marcus smart got the award and you know, people will argue until the cows come home. Uh, go bear should have got it. But yeah, again, Giannis is the, he's just an all around really, really good player. <laughs> <laughs> there's no, there's no, nothing else to say. And he's, he's so smart now too. He's, yeah. He understands the game so well. He understands like, um, he has, I think there's a lot of players in the NBA that don't have like a self-awareness to where if you mess up or do something wrong, like they're going to keep like cats, a perfect example. Like he, he has yeah. no basketball awareness and where he's, you know, fitting in the Ugh, game. Yeah. Where Giannis, fouls on him. It's, yeah. it's incredible. Exactly. And Giannis absolutely understands that. 
and he understands, you know, where players are going to be. He's he's just up this game, and every year he gets better. It's yeah. you know really impressive in my opinion. Yep. All right, so we're both locked in Bucks and six. I feel good with that. Yeah. <clears throat> the next series, holy moly, Golden State Memphis was such a fun game. Came down to a uh, Clay missing two free throws. I've never. I don't wow. think I've ever seen that. No. Um, wow. And then. A, a pretty good inbounds play to get John ja Morant going to the hoop. I mean, you know, Draymond Green got kicked out earlier in the game for a flagrant foul. Um, Jaw misses that last layup, just just a little too hard. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, Golden State wins 117-116. Now, I think, I'll just give my prediction here of what I think and what I want. I think Golden State wins this in six. I want it to go seven. And to be honest, I don't care who wins, <laughs> but I want six more games of what I saw on Sunday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just selfishly. Um, both teams, very, very good. Obviously we talked about Memphis being deep. Um, the lineup that uh, Golden State starts the game with the last game, Steph, Clay, Gary Payton, the second Wiggins and Draymond Green, like small, very athletic, um, you know, for the most part, pretty decent defenders. You could say what you want about Steph, not not the best. Uh, and Clay's a little yeah. bit slower, but then you got guys like Kaminga, Porter, Jr., and obviously our guy Poole coming off the bench. Uh, Memphis Brutal. just just deep and, and just really fun to watch. But what is your prediction in this one? Um, as fun as that game was, Here's my worry if I'm a Memphis fan. Triple J had a great game. Is he going to do that, that all series? He mm-hmm. could. He could. But you used a great game by him in a loss. Okay. Mm-hmm. Steph didn't shoot well. Clay didn't shoot that good. Poole was the one that kept him in the game throughout, you know, the middle of that middle of the game until people started turning it on. And Draymond didn't play the second half. And he yeah. still lost by one. So um it's going to be hard to see what happens. Um, I think one thing that Memphis is beyond any other team in the league right now is they have bought in and completely have each other's backs, um, which honestly, as funny as it sounds, in professional sports, it actually goes a lot further than you think. Um, they kind of play as a cohesive unit, so we'll see what happens there. I think it's, it's going to be interesting. I think, I think Golden State walks away with a win in this series, whether that's six or seven games, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, they stole home court back though. So that means Memphis is going to have to win on the road um, at a very rowdy arena. Um, it's not whatever it's called now, but you know, yeah, playing at I don't Golden know. State's I don't remember always been now. Yeah. RIP Oracle. Um, <laughs> but uh, we'll see. I mean, we'll see. I, and one thing though, to give Steph some credit here, I, I just saw one of those stat news tweets or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, defenders are only shooting like 39% against him. This Ooh. Playoffs, so he's upped it. I guess you know him hitting the gym and getting a little thicker. Um, he's helping <laughs> out the go. playoffs. <laughs> there you go. Helps, uh, you know, Steph Curry, but me getting thicker. No, no good. No good. It's different, <laughs> different from a podcaster to thick. an NBA player. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> all right, let's go to the other two series. So, this one, I think, I mean, we don't need to spend too much time on, but Heat 76ers, 76ers without Embiid. Uh, and I don't know when he comes back or if he comes back, you know, if he rocks the mask or what, but the, the heat 
I watched most of that game last night and the heat would be up 10 to 12. Sixers would make a run, get it close. Heat would just smack them away. Then, Mm. you know, it, it just kept going back and forth. I mean, you look at the game, Harden in 35 minutes had 16 points. You know, Tobias Harris was their leading scorer. They started the game with DeAndre Jordan at center. And the Heat, they just have too many dudes. We talked about Tyler Hero. Victor Oladipo didn't necessarily have a good game scoring, but he played well. That Gabe Mm -hmm. Vincent I mentioned in place of Kyle Lowry, who from everything I read, Kyle Lowry could have played last night. And they were like, yeah, we probably don't need to bring you back yet. Um, Bam, who is such an underrated it's crazy to say, but an underrated player, great defensive player, but also can do a lot in the offense and starting the offense, running the offense through him. He just does so much. I mean, for God's sakes, Jimmy Butler had 15 points and, you know, Miami won by uh, 14. So at the beginning of the game, the line was, I think, seven for Miami. And I said, oh, that's way too low. They're going to win by a lot more than that. <laughs> um but again, I mean, if M- if MB doesn't come back, this is a sweep, I think easily. Oh, for sure, but for sure, well, yeah. And I, and I don't have any updates on when and if he's coming back. So uh, I did see one report saying there's slight optimism he might be back by Game Three. Mm. Um, if that's the case, like it's still really hard to pick um, the Sixers because they'd have to win. I don't plan on them winning Game Two, and they would have to yeah. win you know, four out of six, um, which is going to be really difficult. And Harden seems to be going into a hole a little bit. Um, Assists are up, but I don't know about that. I just don't even know how to talk about that guy. Um, Such an an enigma of a person and a player. Um, But even if Embiid's healthy for seven games, it'd be hard to pick the Sixers in this series. yeah, I'm there with you. Heat just too. I, deep. I'm just trying to think a sweep or not. I'm going to say maybe five games instead of a sweep, though. I think okay. if, if that that's just hoping that Embiid comes back, but probably just like five games. And yeah, it's over. Got it. Yeah, the Heat. The Heat are a fun team, man. There's not one guy who you're like he's the best player on this team uh, at any given night, right? Like it could be Hero, it could be Bam, it could be Jimmy. Um, it's just a it's just a really well built team and well coached too. You know, we thought we mm-hmm. saw that that little kerfuffle on the uh, <laughs> on the bench a couple of weeks back, and we thought, "Ooh, what's going on?" But you know, they have a lot of veterans there. PJ Tucker, a lot of guys who are just and Haslam just yeah. hanging out on the Lowry, bench. Haslam's yeah. at age sixty playing basketball still. <laughs> yeah, allegedly, allegedly playing yeah. basketball. Yeah, <laughs> no one's seen it. No one's yeah. seen him play for the past. 15 years, but allegedly he's there. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Last series, Suns, Mavs. And and last night, um, the game got close for, uh, at times, but I never had the feeling like the Suns didn't have things under control. I mean, Luca scored 45 points. I was telling... Um, you know, my friend who's a Dallas Mavericks fan, shout out to Tommy, that he's probably going to have to score 50 a game for them to even have a chance. You know, Jalen yeah. Brunson comes back down to earth a little bit, which probably is going to hurt his, his uh, <laughs> I don't know, help or hurt. I don't know. We'll see. His stock here in the offseason, um, people could say, hey, he played Phoenix, great team, long, able to yeah. switch 
uh, or it could hurt him. Uh, so we'll see. Did he come back down to earth or was he just actually guarded? We'll never know. <laughs> that's yeah. That's, that's the thing. Um, you know, Maxi Kleber was on fire for a moment. Yeah, it was like five yeah. for six from three. And then just he almost broke his back too. Did you see that play? Uh, oh yeah. Hold onto the rim. Let go. And then they Crunch. called a, they called a foul on uh JaVale McGee and he didn't even touch him. He didn't touch him. It's just, <laughs> what the fuck? Um, but man, the the Suns, this these stat lines. Booker 23, Chris Paul 19, 8 and 25, Bridges and Crowder 13 and 11, uh, and Cam Johnson off the bench was 17. Uh, McGee stealing the ball from Luca, picking, not even yeah. picking his pocket. He tapped it right away from him, ran down and dunked it. I think that the Suns are way too good, yeah. uh, way too well coached. Um I, I hate to like belabor a point, but I don't think I've said it before. I don't think Jason Kidd is a good coach. And even the shit he was saying after the jazz games where they were like, Oh, you, you did this and you adjusted in this way. And he was like, well, we just, we found out if you shoot more threes and they're <laughs> open, you're going to have a better chance of them going in. And I don't, I don't, I don't think he was being a smart ass, you know? Um, so I, I, I think, I think Dallas may get one game. But I don't yeah. even know about that. I, I could see this as a sweep as well. I'm getting my broom out on this one. I am, yeah. I think it's a full sweep. Um, here's a luxury for the Phoenix Suns. Okay, your quote unquote borderline. I don't think he, I think he is an MVP candidate this year. But Devin Booker goes seven of twenty, one of five from three, and they still just like demolish. Like it, like there was like random comebacks here and there, a few runs by uh, Dallas, but this game never felt close. No. Right. Um, and it, it's just a luxury to have like this team from top to bottom that's built so well, coached so well. Like, I don't know. It's yeah. just, what do you do? Crazy. <laughs> yeah. What, what do you do? I mean, DeAndre Aiden's going to eat all series. Oh my God. He all just, series long. He looked like a Keem fucking Elijah one. And, <laughs> and, and Aiden is good. Don't get me wrong. I like DeAndre Aiden a lot. Yeah. And, and he, he's another one where they haven't figured out his contract and it's, they're going to have some stuff this summer that they got to figure out with him. But man, he looked like just untouchable and, and such a, a stark contrast from him and Gobert against the, this defense where, I mean, I've said it for years. If Gobert could just figure out a hook, a, hook shot, a drop step, something, but it's just not, it's just not in it after all no. these years. But um, okay. So as we have it, or um, did you, you said sons, but did you say it was a sweep or what, what was yeah, your prediction? Yeah. Okay. Brooms out. Brooms okay. out. So as we have it, we would have the Suns facing the Warriors and the Bucks facing the Heat. So it should be a fun Eastern Conference, yeah, uh, or conference finals, I should say. And uh, you know, obviously, we'll come back and talk about that. You when, know, when the time is up. Real quick on this, I am disappointed that the games are lining up that the two good series to watch are on the same night, and then the two bad series are on the same yeah. night. I would love to have an alternate, like every night I'm having a good game. Yeah, I would too. Like. <sighs> I mean, to me, the Suns and the Mavs series is it's fun to watch for the fact that the Suns are so damn good, and yeah. you can, you get to watch Luca. Like I, it's tough watching him bitch the whole game, but he is very it's talented tough for me, man. Yeah. He's really good, but it, it's really tough for me to watch. Yeah, he is. So he needs to calm it down a little bit. I mean, yeah. there's there's stars who complained, and then there's Luca that put he, he honestly <laughs> yeah. takes it to an incredible level, incredible Bro. level. He's the goat of bitching. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh man. All right. Well, let's, let's do this, Kurt, before we head out, let's transition into, uh, I told you come with, come with a couple of movies, um, that you're excited that are, that are coming up. Uh, I have three here and, um, basically what I did, and I didn't actually prep you for this, but I just, um, have the movie when it's being released and, and why I'm excited about it. And then I copied the synopsis from, uh, from, uh, Google. So Ooh. you don't, you don't have to have wow. that by any means, but, um, I mean, all of these synopsises are very, very small. So are very short as they should be. So, uh, but uh, let's do this. We'll go back and forth. Let's start with your okay. first, mo- first movie that you have there. It doesn't have to, well, have to be like your favorite or the most anticipated, um, yeah. in, in order, but just what you have first there. Well, this works out. Cause, um, I have a few more than three, but I have three that are already out. So let me just touch on these that I'm planning on going to see that I've heard really good things about. Okay. Perfect. Yep. First one is everything everywhere all at once. Have you heard about this? Uh, I've heard the title. I don't know what it's about. <laughs> that's all I know is, and I'm people are saying avoid like the synopsis, just go and see it. So that's all I know about it. All I know is that people are saying like, this is the movie of potentially the decade, like no oh. joke. Like it's, it's supposed to be really good. Okay. Damn. Second one is the Northman that just came out last weekend or oh, two weeks ago, um, by Robert Eagers. Um, you know him for directing the witch and mm. the lighthouse. Okay. Um, so it's going to be out there. It's going to be kind of um, psychedelic, I would think. Yeah. Um, but it's just also like a Viking bro movie, apparently. Okay. Um, you got one of the Skarsgård brothers running around looking all jacked. And it's it's essentially about a Viking. Okay. Okay. What more <laughs> and do you then want? I re- yeah, what do you, more do you want? I really want to go see The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, uh, the Nick mm. Cage movie. Do you see, yeah. Have you seen the previews on this one? I have, yeah. Um, looks looks fun and it's getting good reviews. So, um, so those are the three I'm planning on going to see, um, as soon as I can convince my wife to just stay home with the kid or we can find a babysitter. <laughs> That's there you the go. Problem. <laughs> In movies is hard nowadays. I feel you. I feel um, you. Okay. Okay. So now, um, let's do this. All right. Your, your, your first one on the list of upcoming films. First one coming up, play the music, Top Gun, baby. Ooh, this was supposed to come out about a year to two years yep. ago. I feel okay. It's been a long time. Um, yeah, I, I feel like there's we were no, working together when this was supposed to come out. <laughs> I think we were. Yeah. Um, but there's no way Tom Cruise is going to let this come out during a pandemic, right? That's true. Get as much money as, as he can. Um, is it going to be good? I don't know. <laughs> Could it potentially completely just destroy one of the best 80s movies of all time? Probably. Yeah. Is there hopefully going to be a lot of homoerotic undertones? <laughs> I hope so, man. Because that's what Top Gun's all about, baby. Uh, uh, if I don't get if I don't get some tight jeans and glistening men in the sun, there's no point to this movie. Um, but in all all jokes aside, um, it looks like it'd be pretty good. Um, we'll see. Tom Cruise is like 60 years old, but looks like he's still 40. I don't. I don't yeah, understand. that's weird. Yeah. Um, Scientology, I think. Something. Yeah. Like that. So. <laughs> Um, we'll see. Miles Teller is, I think he's playing, um, Goose's son. So yeah, Goose's son's back and he seems a little pissed off at Maverick for letting his dad die. Mm. Um, so I'm excited about this one and you know what the movies we're going to be talking about. Well, at least I'm going to be talking about it's summertime, summertime's for the blockbuster popcorn movies. Yep. And there's a, there's a lot of people out there. I think that turn into like, um, 
elitists when they're like, oh, I love movies, but I only watch the ones that are like put out by Fox Searchlight and they have to be yeah. these like art house films about it. No, dude. Like, like your Viking movie. It, yeah, my Viking <laughs> movie. No. If it's a popcorn movie and it's good, I'm going to pay money to see it. It doesn't matter. I love yeah. popcorn movies. So let's get going. I feel you. Speaking of a popcorn movie, um, okay. my first film that I wrote down, <sighs> Jurassic World Dominion. June 10th, uh, synopsis. The future of mankind hangs in the balance as humans and dinosaurs coexist following the destruction of Isla Nublar. So why do I want to see this? Well, I love dinosaurs. My son yeah. loves dinosaurs. Okay. This, this, And he loves the Jurassic Park films. All of them. Oh, he's nice. Not, he's not nice. scared of them. Nothing. So we've been hyping him up to go see his first movie in the, in the theater. Now... I hope he can sit through it. It's two hours and some change. <laughs> but how does he, he do with movies at home? Does he kind of sit through them? If he if it's a movie he's really invested in, if it's something like Jurassic Park, he will. If it's uh-huh. something where it's just like, oh, let's watch this Disney movie, he'll be in and out of it. You know, that's okay. the, but I think in the theater, popcorn, it's an experience. Yeah. I th- I'm I'm hoping. Okay. Yeah, I'm hoping he'll do well. So maybe uh, you can get one of those um recliner chairs and like if you guys need to pass on, you know, have him sit on a lap or climb. Yeah. Guys, yeah. He can just bit, crawl. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Even though he's like five feet tall already, <laughs> but it'll just look awkward. Like a five foot man is crawling on my, on my wife's lap. Um, but yeah, so there's my first one, Jurassic world. Dominion. Okay. I've liked the previous two Jurassic uh, world movies. They actually haven't been bad. So there you go. I'm in on this too. I'm in on this popcorn movie. hundred percent. The dinosaurs. I mean, they've changed Jurassic park movies into borderline um horror thrillers if mm-hmm. you will um yep. the last one almost felt like a horror film um it looks like I, I watched the latest trailer it looks like chris pratt does his hold up his hands to talk to the dinosaur thing oh yeah um, a million times i mean he did it like five times in the trailer alone yeah um so i'm all in they're bringing back jeff goldblum they're bringing back uh who plays dr grant what's that guy's name Oh my god, I have his face in my head. I did this. Um, uh, anyway, people, yeah. well, I got it on this. Uh, my god, uh, Sam Neil, Sam, there Neil. you go, Sam, Sam. Neil and Laura Dern are both coming back. We got the original cast. Are they going to kill off Jeff Goldblum? Who knows? I don't but know. I'm going to sit down, I'm going to pay, I'm going to watch it. I will tell you, my wife is terrified to go see this movie because she has so much invested in the in the uh, Velociraptor Blue, and in the preview you see that Blue has a baby raptor. Yeah, and you gotta you gotta you know you gotta connect the dots. My wife and my mother in law have been googling up a storm to try to see if Blue survives or doesn't survive. And uh, and I know your wife has a hard time with. you know, anything happening, happening to babies in movies. Yeah. And it looks like blues baby gets kidnapped. So oh, um, shit. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> A raptor so, kidnapping. No good. Yep. No good. Yeah. Uh, all right. What's the next movie you got? There? <laughs> um, let's see here. Um, okay. I have another one since you did one kind of for your kid and yourself. I'm actually really excited for the new Pixar movie Lightyear. Um, Ooh, yeah. And this is like you, well, I mean, you, you like Jurassic Park yourself. And I honestly do like the Disney movies. Don't get me wrong. But Jamie is all in on Toy Story. 
Nice. And Buzz, Buzz Lightyear is his favorite character. So um, just to, you know, have a movie to go out the kid, I'm excited for this one and see what they did with it. And I'm always here for a good Pixar film. So, Oh, for sure. For sure. Okay. My next one, and I think we both have this, so I'll start it off and you can, you can uh, bring it home on this one, but Jordan Peele's Nope. Nope. Just called Nope. nope. July 22nd. Synopsis. Caretakers at a California horse ranch encounter a mysterious force that affects human and animal behavior. Um, you know, the preview looked amazing. Uh-huh. Jordan Peele, Daniel Kaluuya. Don't know what else you would want, uh, what <laughs> else you would need to make you go to the movie theater if you're a fan of Jordan Peele films. His, his, the, anything he's touched is, in the horror genre has been incredible, whether he's act, it's actually him overseeing it or him helping with the film. All have been good. All look amazing. All fun stories. One of them um, with Get Out is like one of my favorites ever. So, um, yeah. I mean, what what do you think about Nope? I I can't wait. I, I think this one um, is, I don't know. Is it an alien flick? Are we assuming it's going to be like an alien horror flick? or is it going Kind to be of what else? it feels like. Yeah. I mean, from the previews, it looks like. You don't know like, this guy. Yeah. yeah you, you don't know. know. You don't know. He likes to lead you down one way, throw you clues throughout that are hidden in plain view. And then all of a sudden you're like, okay. Yep. You watch it and then we leave and my wife's Googling up a storm again, just trying to figure out what did this mean? Oh my God. Going on. Yep. Um, Really excited for him and Daniel Kaluuya to be back together. Um, Kiki Palmer's in this. Mm -hmm. Um, I think what is going to, um, have you ever seen Hustlers, by the way? Hustlers. Hustlers. I don't think so. Is that with J Lo? <laughs> yes. It is no, with J-Lo. I, ne- I never saw it. I'm surprised. Okay. Uh, but I think Palmer's that's what I know. Her yeah, from, yeah, yeah, but... yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I just, there's a few directors, okay, in Hollywood right now that no matter what, I don't need, I don't need to see a preview. I don't even need to hear a synopsis. If I hear it's one of their movies, I'm going to go see it. Yeah. And and Jordan Peele is one of those for me. So I'm really excited. His career, like I've said this before, but it's just so crazy <laughs> from yeah. going from, you know, comedy, Key and Peele. And like in some of those like skits, you could see like a dark kind of creepy side, but it was always mm-hmm. funny. So you never mm-hmm. really thought like, you know, and then he came out with Get Out and then Us and then helped on the Candyman remake. And it's just like, fuck, this guy just doesn't miss. It's really crazy. And they're all so smart, too. That's the other thing. They're yeah. smart horror films, and they're scary. So it's like, god damn. And they look amazing. I don't know. You know what yeah. I mean? I don't know anything about film or filming, but it's it's like uh, he's got the perfect filter <laughs> on that fucking camera lens. Uh, yeah, he, he does the thing where, like, every frame, there's... You've heard of, like... Um, What's that thing? Someone's name's Gun. What is it called? Shit. I'm making myself sound like an... It's not... <laughs> I want to say Schrodinger's cat, but... Um, essentially, what the idea is, if something's in a frame, it has a purpose. Right? Uh-huh. So even if it's like something in the background, like everything he has framed, it's for a reason. Mm. Um, and in horror, it's incredibly... Um, it's a really good way just to like, it almost makes like an audience feel like 
there's this like creeping dread over the movie and that's how he frames his every like every scene is framed that way to give you this eerie like okay well what's in here that i'm even missing you know it's always in the back of your head and um you know really good filmmakers do a lot of tricks not tricks but you know you know it's movie magic like they yeah. do stuff like that to to like unsettling things to that you're you don't even realize fully consciously but unconsciously like um it just makes you feel off right the, 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 a really good example of this is when kubrick filmed um the shining mm-hmm. he purposely made the hotel not make sense like mm-hmm. some rooms that were interior rooms had windows other rooms that were exterior that didn't have windows a hallway would go to a certain room but then um the building was bigger than it really was it just disorients you um and and i think in horror it's a really strong way to not even have your like audience realize what's what you're doing to them mm-hmm. um but it's just like this you know this unsettling like um i don't know it's just really good he's really good at it he's just an incredible filmmaker yeah <clears throat> no doubt i i couldn't have said it better and uh i mean i'm excited for nope but then also excited for anything else he he works on so uh last movie i have written down here is the remake of salem's lot september 9th september 9th is the uh release synopsis a writer returns to his hometown and discovers that the residents are being turned into vampires produced by james wan so i know it's going to have a certain look a certain feel i love the miniseries from 1979 obviously i wasn't alive in 1979 but I had the VHS as a child. Of course. Um, I'm, I'm excited to see kind of how they bring that to the big screen because obviously a miniseries is really long, but there's certain images from that show that still kind of haunt me. The, the guy, <laughs> uh, the bald vampire at the window and you know him raising up, all kinds of different things like that. And then in the, in the image or likeness of Nosferatu. So I'm hyped for that. Um, I am worried, obviously, that they'll mess it up. But at the same time, we just don't know. So I will be there to see it. <laughs> I didn't know Salem's Lot was a King thing. Stephen King. Oh, yeah. Yep. Stephen King book. I don't know that. Um, just to correct myself on me not being able to figure out what that that device is called. It's called Chekhov's gun. Okay. So mm. it's from the idea, there used to be a play um, where this gun was sitting on the table through the entire first two acts never gets touched and then finally in the third act someone picks it up and shoots somebody right so oh, it's Jesus. like everything everything in a story has a purpose so um, that's the idea check out gun okay sorry listeners that was bad on my end <laughs> <laughs> we're never gonna forgive you uh did you have one more film or was that- um that's it i mean again blockbuster reason i don't know i don't know where i stand with marvel anymore um the God, there's so many i feel like there's 38 yeah. of them coming out yeah yeah and like they're doing a lot of fun things because disney just literally has bought rights to everything but like oh my gosh also we have rights to the x-men because we bought the fox but how are we going to bring the x-men into our marvel universe and i think that i I don't know anything i don't know anything but i think this is going to be the film to kind of bring everything in because they're starting to talk about multiverses and things like that which is always fun right yeah Um, the latest spider-man you know we had a lot of fun with who was brought into that flick um, so it could be fun. Um, it's, it's really like, and I was a huge fan. I think what they're able to do in like turn an, an entire franchise into essentially like a 40 movie, um, 
saga. Continue, <laughs> yeah, like it's really incredible. And the amount of money they've made off of it is really incredible. But like it's really starting to wear thin, I think. Yeah. It's, it's been over what the first one, uh, Iron Man came out in 2008. Yeah. So that's a long time to be doing these movies. Um, a little break hasn't hurt anybody. Yeah, for um, sure. But people will just keep last, going. It doesn't matter. Like they could put out. Oh no, no, no. They, they could put out yeah. like fucking Doctor Strange's dog in a in a film, <laughs> and it's all about and the dog. And oh and like, yeah, we're all in merchandising for this for kids and toys. It's just it's 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 literally just like the most luke. It's more lucrative than freaking diamond mining like yeah, yeah Bitcoin mine or whatever you want it is now it's crazy um and then lastly just for us star wars fans there is a mini series coming out on disney plus about obi-wan that's going to be pretty oh, cool of course, of course yeah. there is so, yeah. <laughs> yeah you know yeah screw marvel even though star wars has been going on since the 70s screw marvel <laughs> uh you brought up that the x-men might show back up and let me tell you something i was an x-men fan i've seen all the movies uh, in the theaters i have I actually own most of the films. Um, so if in fact the X-Men are coming back, I don't want to say I don't want to say they're gonna drag me back into this shit, but they might. I'll just say <laughs> they that. Might. Depending you on the which in the 90s. Oh, 100 percent I've been showing yeah, my son, I've been showing it to my son, and he's like, he'll watch a little bit, and then he's like, I didn't realize how sexual the cartoon was though when I was a oh, child. Oh, dude, rogue. Rogue like, with a southern accent. And and what they're wearing, like Storm oh. and Rogue and Jean Grey. I'm like, good Jesus, what the hell? What is this? <laughs> no wonder puberty came early for me. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, thank you, Kurt. Anything else yep. you want to uh, touch on or, or uh, talk about before we head out? No, nope, man. I'm just I'm excited. We get the good games tonight. Um, the two The two good series we're talking about, Memphis, Golden State, and uh, Celtics in... Milwaukee play tonight. So I'm going to be watching that. Probably be texting you through them. Um, yes. And just, I'm, I'm one thing for people who are jazz fans that are listening, there's going to be trust Doug and I, we're Washington football team fans or sorry, Ugh. Washington commanders. Commanders. Fans. We, we know what dysfunction we were born and bred in this dysfunction in a sports franchise. It's disgusting. So there's going to be a lot of articles coming about, about XYZ player attached to this big market team because there's, you know, they know this person or they know that person or they're connected to this. Um, it's going to be coming out all summer long. Just buckle in. Um, and whatever's going to happen, it's going to happen and just accept it and embrace it. Um, if I mean, for me, any report that comes out from Tony Jones is probably going to be the most likely scenario. I feel like he's the, the best well-plugged beat writer for the jazz yeah. um, has the best sources. So I would listen to him before I listen to this OC guy. Um, but who knows where well, there's smoke, there's fire a lot of the time. So we'll see. Mm -hmm. No doubt. Well, thank you, Kurt. Um, I'll uh, let you know when I pre-order my note tickets and, um, you know, maybe we do a double date. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Hey, yeah. Maybe we should go see that. Yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right, bro. Thank you very much. Peace. Give me my roses now, don't wait till I'm underground. Give them the roses now, don't wait till they're underground. Roses this week go to who else but the mothers out there. In particularly for me, my mom, all she had done for me growing up, uh, staying very busy working so I could have whatever I wanted. Uh, I was a very spoiled kid, and I can admit that now at the age of 36. Um, but she definitely took care of me and did a great job raising me. 
um, my mother-in-law, another special mother in my life who steps in and, and helps out a lot with my crazy four-year-old son. Um, and then of course my wife, the most amazing mother, most, um, loving, most patient mother, and honestly the best wife and partner I could ask for in the process of life in general, but especially in raising our son. So roses to you three, but also roses to all the good mothers out there who put their kids first, who really raise their children how they should be raised, teaching them how to live with respect, teaching them things that they need to know uh, that, you know, maybe the schools won't teach you uh, or teach them, I should say. Um, There's so many great women in my life throughout the years who are mothers now. So shout out to all of you and um, everything that you're doing on a day-to-day basis to raise this next generation. Because without you, you know, I said it earlier, dads are great, but we can't do it all by any means. And there's a lot that a child just needs their mother for. So roses go out to all of those mothers and the mothers in particular that I uh, mentioned at the beginning of this. Thank you all for listening. I hope you have a very uh, enjoyable, pleasant, fun Mother's Day weekend. I know maybe your mom isn't in the basketball, but we do have a lot of great basketball games um, with these playoff series. So make sure you check into those. Make sure you check out the Jazz Nation podcast. I'll be co-hosting that, you know, for the foreseeable future. (laughs) Get that wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're a jazz fan, of course, uh, you definitely want to listen. Follow the podcast on Instagram at the Will Wonder Pod. Follow me on Twitter at DJ Will Wonder, and we will see y'all next week. Peace. Please subscribe, write, and review. Talk to you next time. Thanks for listening. Peace out.